WHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about the Adrian Peterson child abuse case and physical discipline. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and on Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And if you follow me on Instagram right now, Lisa Evers Live, you can see a picture uh, in just a minute of what it looks like right here live in the studio. And also, you might want to text your family and friends. Tell them to tune in to Hot 97, 97.1 FM here in New York City in the Tri-State. Or you can listen online here in the city and also across the United States on Hot97.com. Because this is a very hot topic that people have been talking about all week long, everywhere I go, all across the board. And our question for you is, what does disciplining your child What does it really mean? When does it cross the line to child abuse? Is spanking child abuse? Give us a call now at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And as we sit here talking right now, one of the biggest stars in the NFL, Minnesota Vikings running back Adrian Peterson, is facing a court order that would only allow him to see his son with supervision four authorized visits and ban him from using any kind of physical punishment. Peterson has been dropped by the Vikings, has to go back to a Texas court on October 8th to be arraigned on a child abuse charge. Now, prosecutors say Peterson beat his four-year-old son with a tree branch known as a switch. He reportedly stuffed leaves in the boy's mouth and beat him so severely he drew blood and left marks on his back, arms, and private parts that lasted for more than a week. Minnesota authorities say the boy may have permanent physical scarring as a result of that particular beating. Peterson says he was only disciplining his son the way that he had been disciplined as a child. A lot of people got the switch. He told authorities he was he hit the boy more times than he could count. So many times he lost count and he did not believe he did anything wrong. And while he was talking to them, he even goes like, yeah, I used the belt on him, too. So now this case and his criminal indictment on child abuse have have ignited a national debate. Where do we draw that line? I mean, what's the line between discipline and child abuse? I mean, many, many of us, <laughs> we we were physically disciplined as children. But is spanking, have times changed? Is spanking okay? Is spanking child abuse? Um, what is, you know, is it okay to hit your kid? Are there certain times when it works, when it doesn't work? Is it an effective form of discipline? We're taking your calls now at 1-800-223-9797. That's one 800 9797. Hit me up on Twitter at Lisa Evers, Instagram um, at Lisa Evers Live. And on Instagram, too, on our Instagram post, you can leave your comments there and we'll see if we can read some of them a little bit later on in the show. But I want to find out what our guests have to say about this. Joining us is J.R. Gamble. He's a sports commentator with the Shadow League. J.R., thanks for being with us. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Corey Lewis. He's a father of two. He says government should not intrude in private family matters. Corey, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Also with us is Dr. Latoya Connor. She's a clinical forensic psychologist. Thanks for being with us again. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. And um, also with us is Kenyatta Stewart. He's a criminal defense attorney. He works with many athletes. And uh, he's here with us to explain the whole law. Kenyatta, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. We, we really appreciate it. JR, I want to start with you on this. Yes. This whole focus on Adrian Peterson. Do you think it's unfair? Do you think he's being targeted because he's an athlete? Or do you think this is just like bad timing in a really bad case? 
Yes, I think it's um, more bad timing and a really bad case. I don't particularly think he's being targeted. I think the whole NFL is being targeted right now, and um, deservedly so. For, for in certain instances, particularly, you know, you have the domestic violence abuse. The whole family violence is a very big issue right now. And Adrian Peterson has been dropped right into the hellfire in this situation. And his um, admittance of these things, I guess, are even more shocking to some people. That, that he just didn't see anything really wrong with it. That he didn't see it. anything wrong with it. And um, I think it's... Uh, the pressure that the NFL has on it right now, certain people have to be sacrificed so that the pop, the public and the um, advertisers can see that they're very serious about this. And if you realize Adrian Peterson is one of the leading faces in the NFL. So for him, Ray Rice, and then him to be suspended indefinitely for things that, you know, have occurred over the history of the NFL, it signifies that it is a new day and that you have to be, definitely these players have to be more careful with how they conduct their family business, their their business off the field, and they'll be held to a higher standard. And that's just the facts. Whether you can achieve that higher standard or not, that, that's going to be the question. And, and, and how they're going to enforce it. Right. At, attorney Kenyatta Stewart, can you go to jail? Can you be arrested for spanking your kid? You can go to you be arrested. You can go to jail, and it's all fact sensitive. You have to recognize that the different factors that play a part is the kid's age, the child's age, um, if there's something used, if there are any bruises or marks. And one of my thoughts is always, if you see blood, if you see bruises, then you probably went too far. And Adrian Peterson's uh, situation. He went across the line on a family law issue and criminal. There's two aspects of this. There is the parental rights aspect of it. You go to family court and they decide if you have limited rights as far as being with your child, if they can take away your child, etc. And then there's the criminal aspect of it. Should you be accountable? Should you go to jail? Should you be on probation? Should you pay a fine for what you did? Now, in this situation here, from... The allegations. And again, I like to start off with allegations because, of course, you hear a headline and it's, oh, he did it. No doubt about it. Well, he admitted to it, though. Doesn't that change the fit? I mean, this isn't like we don't hear from him. I mean, he he was went before the grand jury for three hours. He admitted to the authorities. He's like, yeah, I did it. And you know what? I hit him with a belt, too. Well, so, I mean, is that do we really have to dispute the facts if he admitted to that? Let me tell you it again. I don't want to be critical on his lawyering, but <laughs> you're, the, you're speaking as the defense attorney. <laughs> you would have told him, person. don't say anything, right? right? You would have said, Adrian, that's what you hired me for. Exactly. Let me handle it. Exactly. All right. Let me get into the psychological. Right, I got right. you, Kenya. I understand where you're coming from. Um, Dr. Latoya Connor, the Minnesota authorities late Friday, they filed for a protection order and they said the marks on the boy were, they were very disturbed by that mm-hmm. and that they fit the clinical definition of child abuse so we think just regular people were like oh you know any kind of mark can be child abuse but are there certain standards when you when you all are analyzing these cases yes what's important to understand is that the word discipline actually means to impart knowledge and skills it means to teach a child so there are non-punitive ways of reprimanding a child there are 
corporal punishment ways, and there is a fine line, particularly when you have marks and bruises. Now, each state has particular laws and criteria for how they define child abuse. Okay, but Texas sa- Texas says as long as it, you're allowed to use physical force, as long as it's reasonable, New York, uh, from what I can tell, in New Jersey, you're allowed to use physical force, Kenyatta, as long as it's reasonable. But what's reasonable? That sounds pretty vague. Well, Again, it's fact sensitive. In this situation, you know, the first whooping may have been may have been reasonable, but when you hear that he put leaves in the child's mouth, when uh, you know uh, the child says, "Well, daddy will punch me in the face," and that some of the marks were in his private areas. Again, that's, that's really that means he was probably naked. Right. Well, don't get me wrong. Back in my day, and I know we all use the word back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, mom say, take off your clothes. I'm yep. going to whip you behind. Yeah. And it can be a belt. It can be anything else. But as, as times change, you have to discipline your, your children in a different way. And well, even, let, let's see what a, what a parent ha- has to say. Corey, what do you think about this? Um, I, I, I want to be careful. You have two kids. You have a four-year-old and a five-year-old, right? Right. Okay. I want to. I want to. I don't. I want to be careful not to take the stance of defending his actions, but more or less defending the right of a parent, which is granted to us by the Fourteenth Amendment, Amendment and secured by the Fifth, which is due process. So. I think that there is a line. I mean, in terms of of common sense, there's definitely a line, you know, and in in terms of leaving bruises on a child. Sure. I think anyone would consider this excessive, to say the least. However, I don't think that it is the, 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 the part of any state or government agency to dictate what discipline is for a parent because do you, do you spank your children? Absolutely. But in a, but in a, in a different manner. See, do you ever use anything when you hit them? Uh, no, well, they're young. I don't, I don't, I don't use belts or anything like that because they're they're that young. But that's my decision, and that's that's my perspective on parenting. But I think that everyone comes from a different culture. So if we all come from a different culture, right? I understand that there's a bar, there's a line. I'm being reasonable. So it's not for anyone to say, well, you should or shouldn't do based on that. Well, child. I mean, there's, there's cultures that mutilate women in the name of uh, protecting their virginity. I mean, there's all kinds of oh, no, crazy no, stuff. No, that, no, no, absolutely. And, and like is I said, the culture, Dr. Dr. Connor, is culture really a defense? I don't think it's a defense. I think it is definitely something to consider when conceptualizing or understanding the different methods that people use. But if folks go back to back in the day and what happened and other cultural uh, relevant values, the reality is that a lot of those behaviors might have also been illegal. Uh, Just because people did it uh, (laughs) doesn't mean it wasn't illegal. And I think that... What we need to recognize is that, yeah, parents have rights, but so do children. And age-appropriate discipline is what we need to talk about. All right, we're going to talk about that, too. i got to get to the telephones. 1-800-223-9797, Hot 97 Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. We're talking uh, about child discipline, the Adrian Peterson case. Is spanking your child crossing the line? A lot of of the top psychological minds now say physical discipline just doesn't work. But you know what? We all kind of came up on it, but that was then. This is now. And what is appropriate for a child? We're going to talk about that. And... When do you cross the line? One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Let's go to. Is it is it Pacola or pa- uh, Paola? Pabla. Pa- uh, Pacola. Okay, that's gone. Let's go to. Let's Hello? go. To Sh- let's go to Sean right now. Sean, hi. You're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. How y'all doing? All right. How are you? All right. I just want to you know, just you know, give my opinion about the whole spanking. It's it's like. It, I, I appreciated what he did. Not not to say that, you know, he was right, 
But if we don't spank our children, they won't learn, especially in the society that we live in today, because our black kids are going outside as teenagers and getting killed. So now that, you know, if they get disciplined from early to know their right from wrongs and their doings, then we're saving them. You know, if if, if we spank wait, them and we go to... So you're, wait, hold up. So, so you're saying... That if you're if you're physically disciplined, you're not going to go out and shoot somebody in the streets. No, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that with discipline, a, a child will learn and grow. You know, a lot of our kids is not getting disciplined these days. That's why they're getting targeted and looked at as bad people. You okay, know, but, okay, but wait, wait. You, I, I think we, we're talking about two different issues here, and I don't, I don't think you can just single out black kids because the white kids misbehave, Asian kids misbehave, Latino sweetie, kids misbehave, and if you talk sweetie, to, if you talk sweetie, to, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you one question? Yes, sweetie, you can. How many white kids, Asian kids, has been killed lately by police? Okay, that's you know what that's a very serious issue, and that's something we've been following here on Street Soldiers. I, I mean, I can turn around and say. Who goes in and shoots up the schools? Okay, so it, there's there's problems with our youth. There's problems with our kids. I think across the board they take different manifestations, but I think everybody would agree there's problems with the with the discipline. You know, we all appreciate discipline, but you have to know how old the kid is. When I first heard the story, I said, you know what? They're targeting Adrian Peterson. I'm a fan of Adrian Peterson, so I said, you know what? They're going after Adrian Peterson. First it was Ray Rice. Who's next? But then afterwards, I had a chance to see the pictures. And when I saw the pictures, I automatically said, well, wait a minute. What was AP doing? When I heard the story originally, I assumed that the child was 12 years old, 10 years old. You know, he did something. And maybe you may have to hit a child 10 or 12 years old with something. When a child is four years old, you can pop them and talk to them. You can talk to them. And we we cannot confuse this idea of discipline in a child with beating a child. The most important thing is to teach the kid right from wrong. If the child doesn't know why you're beating them or that it's going to happen again if you do it a certain way, guess what? You're going to keep beating the kid. And eventually, unfortunately, the kid might be dead. And you still didn't get the picture. Right. Um, Lisa, can I just say that? That also comes down to... A method or culture, as uh, Corey was speaking about, it's not something that I guess you can change overnight. And the caller, Sean, I, I understand what he's saying to this degree. There's there's a fear, um, a lot of a fear amongst you know black adults, a fear for their kids, a fear that the kids will grow up like he said and get killed by police officers if they don't have a certain respect for authority. So, man, I think that's a serious fear in a lot of parents that causes them to discipline their children. And then if you grow up like Adrian Peterson, he said, my mom disciplined me. My dad disciplined me. Good point. It's hard to reverse 20, 30, 40 years of culture of disciplining. It's it's learned behavior. Just as um, if your father's a great NASCAR driver, you come up NASCAR. I know a lot of people whose parents are dentists. Pen- parents are doctors therefore they went into those industries they went into those professions it's it's learned and i think there's a big fear out there about what their kids are facing the the discipline that they're exhibiting and how law is um envisioning or you know analyzing their behavior so a lot of parents are scared a lot of parents they come from like you said the old school so it's, it's hard so it's easy to say he was wrong for hitting his kid and then when you have a videotape and when you have proof 
twelve pictures and pictures no, and you raise it and you raise and you raise it causes emotion in people. Well, it's, when you see that the, the the child's that you know the the child is that small, but I think you're raising a really good point, mm-hmm. not to justify any kind of child abuse, right. but but the concerns that parents have, especially for their black boys, it's likely you're going to be if you misbehave, you're going to be looked at in a certain kind of way, and you're gonna you may be facing a very unequal system of justice. And I think AP really, really, you know, he might not have expressed it correctly, and I'm not everybody doesn't have tact, and everybody's not as intelligent or savvy of laws as other people but i think his his main objective is look i came up hard my son is going to learn early in life that certain things just aren't tolerable and maybe he can't articulate it the same maybe as the doctor said he doesn't have the 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 savvy to sit him in a corner sit down explain to him what's wrong take your time you know he so he does it through beating, which probably isn't the best method if you're 200 pounds, six foot four, and can't really control how badly you're beating your kid. Because if you look at those marks, the beating is going to be unacceptable to anyone. No, it's going to totally. take the, the it's going to deflate I mean, there's, your there's, argument. I mean, your kid's bleeding. It's kind of like you know. Yeah. Let's go. To, let's go to Mark from New Jersey. Mark, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hey, how's it going? All right. Um, yeah, you, you ever see the Christmas story movie with the soap in the mouth? That's what I do to my kids. I put the soap in the mouth, it works. But, you know, then if they, you know, they keep misbehaving, you know, you have to sometimes get the belt and, you know, thank them a little bit. All right, Mark, thank you very much for the call. Let's go to Pamela from Canarsie. Pamela, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Oh, yes. I, I'm for disciplining children. I have a son. I was beaten with the center court back in the days. When you know better, you do better. That was un- that was child abuse back in the days, hitting some child with a stension cord. Agent Peterson had some kind of anger issue. He lost a child that was beaten by a baby mother boyfriend that was killed from physical abuse. So you think he would refrain from using physical abuse on a four-year-old? To whoop a four-year-old with a switch that you leave marks and stuff. He has some anger issues. You could have did time out for a four-year-old. Come on, that's unacceptable. He has issues that he needs to go work out and not take out on his small children. All right, Pamela, thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Donna from Queens. Donna, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, these days we have children at different ages. You have children four or five years old that are cursing adults out. I mean, should they be disciplined? Yes, they should be disciplined. But appropriate discipline, teaching them what they're doing is wrong, and also, like the gentleman said, put them in the timeout so that they know that, you know, you're not acting right, you're going to sit in the corner. And when you when you choose to act right, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So discipline them by showing them what the right thing to do, and also by when they're doing something wrong, mm-hmm. putting them in appropriate or an appropriate timeout or discipline. All right, good point, Donna. Thank you very much. Let me bring in Tony Anderson from BK Nation. He's a sports writer. He says Adrian Peterson's a victim in all this too. Why do you say that, Tony? Good well, morning. I think that we have to look at. It's no saying don't hate the player, hate the game. And when I say that, you know, I say it in jest, but also you have to look at not just the actual person, but you have to look at everything in its totality. Adrian Peterson was beat as well. His father played uh, college basketball, so he was a pretty big guy. He was beat at four. I don't know about the leaves in the mouth and all those other things, but he was beat. And it's a learned behavior. So this is what he learned to be correct. It's a little different than Ray Rice. Ray Rice, if if he saw... uh, his father abusing his mother, 
he was still taught that that was wrong. It was just something he saw in the household. Adrian Peterson was actually show that this is the right way to do. You know, if you grew up in a Christian household, you heard, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's something that we all heard growing up, especially if you grew up in a black family. So that he was doing what he thought was right. You're right, spare the rod, spoil the child. Absolutely. He was wrong because... He has to realize that he's 217 pounds of muscle. They call him Purple Jesus for a reason. So he is stronger than the average person. So he has to be careful with hitting four-year-olds, because if he hit a 24-year-old, it'll hurt. So hitting a four-year-old... It would also be, first, really it'd be, also be felony assault, mm-hmm. right? You go to jail. <laughs> T- Tony, thank you so much for bringing up that point. I really appreciate it. Tony Anderson, sports writer with, with mm-hmm. BK Nation. But in, 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 terms of, in terms of the law, like how do you... Like you, you say fact-sensitive, but what are some of the facts that make it cross the line like drawing blood obviously right well right. let me tell you typically when you go to the hospital wait tony hold on one second i want to get a response here from uh, from kenyatta well let, let me tell you this first of all i'm from patterson patterson new jersey all right and the difference we, we know patterson and the difference between me and many of my other friends from patterson was that someone took the time out to discipline me and if it took a beating that's what it takes if it takes you can't but were you out. ever beaten so bad that there was blood and you were uh, it was rough. Okay. <laughs> you know, I might have a mark or two. But my, my, my point is this. It taught me lessons. It's the same reason why when a police officer pulls me over and gives me an attitude, I don't have to talk back to him. The same reason why when I'm in court and there's a judge that I disagree with, I don't lose my mind. It teaches you to, to accept the fact that you may disagree with someone else and you may have to control yourself at a certain point. Now, granted, Adrian Peterson did not control himself apparently once or twice or maybe more than that however he's in a different place right now because he gave a statement when you walk into my office you walk into <laughs> what you say is do not say a word yeah, actually we're going to be talking nice. about that next sunday we're going to be talking about what do you do when you get arrested I'll see you next what week. do you do when you what do you do when you get charged <laughs> so if uh, you have any advice or you're involved in that kind mm-hmm. of a situation no we want people to know like you get stopped what do you do because it's it's happening anyway let me uh t- tony just uh one f- one final thought from you real quick do you think a- um ap is ever going to play football again Adrian, we, we have a great redemption story. Think about when Michael Vick was down. You know, Michael Vick had killed dogs. He was vilified. He got another chance. Uh, there are a guy. A couple yeah, but he also he Vick also he also took responsibility for what he did. He also worked he with a humane did. society. He t- he, he manned up. He did. went out and st- started working with kids. And I th- I mean I think I think he was did. a really good example of you know of of making it right. Of redemption. Yeah. Well, there's also people who murdered somebody. Uh, a guy he played. He's a wide receiver. I can't think of his name off the top. Ray Caruso. No, well, Ray Caruso was in done. Prison. There's a guy. He did 21 days. I cannot think of his name for the life of me. But a Dante Stallworth. Dante oh. Stallworth killed a guy. A hot. He was drinking and driving. Killed a guy. He did 21 days and he was back in the NFL. If you can play, they'll find a way to get you back on the team. He'll hire an Olivia Pope type woman. He'll come in. He'll be the face of domestic abuse. <laughs> he'll talk. He'll do everything that he needs to do to right. clean up his image. Time heals all wounds. Ray Rice might be in trouble because of the video. I think now we're seeing something that we've never seen before with the whole social media, TMZ age. Because remember, Ray Rice was only going to get two games for beating everybody. Even when we seen the first video of him knocking his wife and kind of kicking her like, hey, you okay? It wasn't until we saw the second video, not the NFL, but us as the people. Yep. The people the got the outrage, and, yeah. and you saw and how and saw how Kelly. All right, Tony, thank you so much for calling in. Tony Anderson, sports no writer with uh, BK Nation, we really appreciate it. Let's uh, let's go to the.
Let's go to uh, Lonnie from Long Island. Lonnie, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, it's Laria. How are oh, you? Oh, Laria, how are you doing? I'm good. Yes, I'm just calling about the comment that was made that it's learned behavior to discipline your children. So I was thinking, well, maybe across the board, law-wise, I don't even know if it's possible, but maybe there could be some kind of mandatory, mandatory class that parents, you know, have to take maybe once a year or something. Just So if they did learn growing up to beat their kids or to, you know, they were beaten, maybe there should be some kind of class that... They teach every year to the parents what is abuse, what is not abuse, you know, how you draw the line, you know, maybe something like that can be done. That way, the parents who have been beaten and maybe they don't know how to draw the line, maybe this might be able to Listen, help. To but, Loria, I think if you, I think if you, I think if you took a little poll right now, right here in the station, everybody in the studio who, who was physically disciplined as a child, that every hand would be up in the room. So it's like a question of, Dr. Connor, in, t- in terms of the way our thinking has changed on this, does spanking give you a better discipline? It de- a, a better disciplined child, I should it say? It depends. There was a statement just a moment ago um, that time heals all wounds. And I'd like to challenge that perspective, that time does not heal all wounds, actually. Uh, in 2003, there was a study by Dr. Kasdan, a psychologist at Yale University, and found that by the time a child is an adolescent, 85% of the nation's children would have experienced spanking. So that means that across race, across culture, across ethnicity, that 70% and 90% of Americans admit to using some form of physical force when disciplining their kids. We've been using the word beating today. We've been using spanking. We've been using discipline. In Kazan's study, they defined uh, spanking very differently. Uh, than abuse. And I think that's the question. And what's, when, the, what's the difference? So with regard to physical abuse, let's just go straight there. That's corporal punishment that's harsh and excessive. It involves the use of objects and it's directed to other parts of the body than the extremities. And it also causes or has the potential to cause physical harm. Now, spanking, on the other hand, would include hitting a child with an open hand on the bottom or the buttocks or extremities with the intent to discipline without leaving a bruise or causing physical harm. Does it make a difference if you explain to the child? It does. This mommy is doing this to you because mm-hmm. you, you know, you would not stop beating up on your little sister or you just kept kicking your baby brother or I mean, does that, think, Corey, Corey, what do you think, think about that? Your, your dad, what, what about that? I think it, like I said, it comes down to how you're raised and knowing your child. See, there's no book for parenting. Sure. All right. So it comes down to you adapting your parenting skills to your child. You have to learn your child. And parenting is a temperament of love and discipline as well. That's how that works. So now when you discipline your child, depending on your child, if you know your child, some children are a little bit more difficult. They, They might require a hand. You know, some don't. I have friends of mine that have kids and they're like, I never have to hit my child. She's a good child. I never have to. And that may be true in that perspective, in that instance. But that's not always the case. And then we always take the point of saying that, you, you know, you, you shouldn't discipline your child and you shouldn't do that. OK, that's why a lot of these, these kids growing up now, they have no respect because they know now, like you said, children have rights. So now they know you can't do anything to them. I've had a cousin of mine that lost his state job because his son went to school and filed a false claim saying that he was abused. How and old guess, was the son? Old enough to know how to do it. 12, 13? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't quite. I think he was preteen. 
He was preteen, but old enough to know how to do that, to uh, to use the system and manipulate it. These are the children that are coming up now. They're savvy. They know these laws, so now they'll use it against the parents now. And it's now the children has more power than the parents. Sometimes. How are you supposed to parent? And then Sometimes. when that happens, when you grow up now, to, to, to finish my point, so now... Society wants to tell me how to raise my child and I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. But now when that child is of age, they're expected to be well-adjusted, normal adults that should function in society. And then when they go out there with no respect, behaving in a way that they feel they can because no one has checked them or disciplined them now. Now you enter law enforcement, which has no problem using physical force to discipline. Yeah, but then aren't you also teaching the kid, yeah, you, this is how you saw, this is how you resolve disputes is using physical no, but force. That, no, but yes. that's, no, but that's where you speak Sometimes. to your child. That's where you speak to your child. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. All right, when we come back, I'm going to ask you about some of the common things that have been used to discipline children. The switch we know about, that mm-hmm. we, we keep hearing that this is a cultural thing, It's especially if you're from the South. It was like a very common thing. Uh, moms with a fry pan, Quote, the yeah. the shoe, <laughs> the belt. Dad t- yeah. takes his belt off. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not one of those big gigantic belts with a thick leather one. The Tim yeah. boot. You get a shoe thrown at you like that NFL player threw a shoe at his fourteen month old baby. Oh, wow. had to be like yes. a size thirteen or fourteen yeah, that's shoe. Crazy. Crazy. Slapped. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that. And of course, your phone calls one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Lisa Evers here at Lisa Evers on Twitter. Lisa Evers live. And let me tell you about Hot ninety seven's Usher concert concert weekend win tickets. To see Usher, August Alcina. Hope he's doing better, August. We're thinking about you and praying for you. And DJ Cassidy for the Your Experience at Madison Square Garden on November 7th. We're going to get to your telephone calls and more with our guests right after this. Everyone knows the name of New York's number one morning show. This is Taraji P. Henson, Ebro in the Morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. I said it wrong. Ebro in the Morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Fuck me. With Laura Styles and Ebro in the morning. With Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Please make note of it. Weekdays 6 to 10 on Hot 97. Want a chance to win a $125 gift card? Send an email with the word Smiles Across America in the subject line and your full name, address, and date of birth in the body of the email to sweeps at tridentradio.com. Trident Sugar Free Gum helps fight cavities and through a sponsorship of OHA helps underserved kids get dental care they need. No purchase necessary. Limit one entry per person. Must be 18 or older to enter. Sweepstakes ends 10 5 See official rules at tridentradio.com for details. Get ready as the WWE superstars return to Wizon Center at the Meadowlands with WWE Live this Friday night at 7.30. In a brutal main event, you'll see John Cena go one-on-one with Money in the Bank contract winner Seth Rollins. Then, Randy Orton engages Roman Reigns in a street fight and more. Don't wait. Great seats are still available at the box office and Ticketmaster. Get some! A world without breast cancer is a world with more birthdays. And by signing up for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk, you will help us get there faster. Because you're helping the American Cancer Society make the greatest impact and save more lives in more communities through groundbreaking research and access to screenings for women who need them. Walk in Making Strides Against Breast Cancer because you can help us finish the fight. Sign up today at makingstrideswalk.org. Hey, football fans, we've got a quick quiz for you. Which do you prefer? A. B. C. What are you calling into overtime? Or D. Calling into overtime. 
If you chose D, then there's only one place for you this football season. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wall-to-wall TVs, wings, beer, and plenty of food to share. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. I must be special. Okay, this morning I was at the McDonald's down the street getting my usual dollar small coffee, and they told me I could have it for free for the next two weeks. Everyone's getting a free small coffee from McDonald's. It's a thing they do. Well, the lady at the window kept winking at me. Wanda? She has dry eyes. Oh. You are special at McDonald's. During breakfast hours from September 16th to the 29th, get a free small McCafe coffee. And any size, McCafe coffee is still just a dollar all day, every day. I participate in McDonald's, a la carte only. Hun, <laughs> hun, going to McDonald's. I need to take a coffee. Uh, bacon, griddle cakes. Huh? Egg, cheese, one sugar. Oh, you want a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles with your coffee? Yeah. Huh. What would you do without me? I'd be sleeping. What? I mean, you complete me. There's something for everyone to love at McDonald's. Grab your favorite breakfast sandwich, or for a limited time, get two sausage McGriddle sandwiches for only $3. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. My name is Yvonne Saravia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700-something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that, that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service, prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check, you can pay your bills online, and reload cash for free at over 27,000 locations. All for $1 a month, and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to surf.com for more details. More than 700 quick lane tire and auto centers across this country, and she chooses mine. I need tires, all season, and at a great price. She wanted it all, but even she was surprised once I crunched the numbers. Soon her Taurus was ready to roll. Say, you're good, Mr. Murphy, ma'am, at your service, even on weekends. With great prices on 13 name brand tires and no appointment necessary, Quick Lane is ready to serve. Visit quicklane.com. Featuring Sia, Guts Over Fear, available on iTunes now. From the upcoming compilation, Shady 15. Celebrating the 15th anniversary of Shady Records. Out November 24th. What up, this is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 9-7. That's right, Hot 9-7. I'm Lisa Evers, your host, at Lisa Evers on Twitter, Lisa Evers Live on Instagram. We're talking about the Adrian Peterson case and beyond that, this whole issue of how do you discipline your kids? A lot of kids now, you know, that if they have quote-unquote behavioral problems, which a lot of parents think is just basically kids being kids, they prescribe them drugs, they put them, try to put them in special classes, they start building this case on them. If they're in the suburbs, they're getting all kinds of uh, drug therapy and this and that. If they're in the city, if they're in, a, in an urban area, they're put into special ed, they're given all these different things. And uh, really, what is the issue? It's like, do we need a better way to discipline our children? Adrian Peterson, you know, he's not playing football right now. He's got this charge that he's got to face in the state of Texas, a big pro, you know, big football 
that's a heavy football fan state and uh you know his whole career's in the jeopardy and he seems to have think like you know what i turned out okay i want to make sure my son doesn't turn into abuser that's why i was doing it but did he cross the line and uh the spanking crossed the line because there's there's parents now that you know that i've talked to they're just like I would never hit my child ever, ever, ever. And they have good, you know, and the kids behave or whatever. And then there's other kids you see that are just like these kids, you know, these wild kids are throwing food. They're jumping all over the place. They're taking everything. They can't sit still. You know, what's going on? So let us know what you think. 1-800-223-9797. 1-800-223-9797. Joining us in studio, Kenyatta Stewart. He's a criminal defense attorney. He also works with many athletes. Uh, clinical forensic psychologist, Dr. Latoya Connor is here. Corey Lewis, father of two children, a four-year-old and a five-year-old, is with us. J.R. Gamble, he's a sports commentator and writer for the ShadowLeague.com. I highly re- recommend you check it out. And also on the phone with us right now is Marianne Mendenhall. She's a supervising family defense attorney with the Bronx Defenders. She represents parents in the Bronx that are abused, are accused of abuse and neglect. Marianne, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. What kind of what's your what are your thoughts first of all on this Adrian Peterson issue? Where where is the line between what's just you know a person disciplining their kid and and child abuse? Well, I think you're framing the problem exactly right, which is that where is the line? Um, it's true that every state has criminal and family law that kind of governs this area, but generally they're guided by parents have a right to do what's reasonable, or in New York family courts, what's not excessive. And I think what you're hearing from the callers and your guests is that can very much be a gray area despite the fact that there seems to be some national consensus that Adrian Peterson went too far. Um, What I can tell you is that in the Bronx, the small minority of cases that we see coming through the abuse and neglect system or so-called abuse and neglect system are not cases where parents are charged with having physically and intentionally abused their children, similar to the facts of the Adrian Peterson case. What we most often see in any cases regarding physical discipline are cases that are much more in that gray area, but it's affecting a certain population. And so that's sort of um, the way that this plays out uh, from my perspective. Have you had cases where parents were basically spanking their kid or maybe they used a belt or they used something and... uh they got charged? They got a charge? Have I seen cases? I sure have, <laughs> and we see it all the time. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot of times where, and you see, you know, parents across the board, which you're hearing from today, saying, people saying, um, you know, I lost it. I never hit my kids, and on that day, just as you say, my child was sitting there fussing and bugging me, and I was stressed, and I lost it, and I can't believe I did that. You have cases where, um, you know, I get, I get photographed six months into the case and see that I can't even perceive the so-called bruise that we have used to justify a child's long stay in foster care. Um, oh, my gosh. But then, how does that, but then how does it come to the attention of the authorities most of the time? You know, um, I represent parents that live in a community that, in my perspective, is incredibly over-policed. And part of that is our clients live in shelters with their families. Um, there's sort of a prosecutorial culture. And, you know, a child may come to school and say something to a teacher who then calls in the case rather than calling the family. It may be a child who's moved from, you know, in five different schools because they've been bounced around the shelter system so the parent doesn't know the teacher's staff yet or doesn't know the guidance counselor yet, and these parents aren't given the benefit of the doubt. The case gets called in, the children get brought to court, and once those children are removed, it's a, um, you know, it's been this, this, alleged excessive corporal punishment is taken very seriously, as it should be, 
but we go down a very different path depending on the population that we're working with. That's what I find. Racially and economically. There you go. There it is. And can you break that down for us? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you what we know is that, you know, physical discipline is certainly controversial. We're hearing, obviously, from Dr. Connor, um, it's a great point that, that discipline is about teaching a child. And most, I think the country is leaning in a direction now where physical dis- discipline of all kinds is falling into disfavor. And I think that this case is an opportunity for us as a country to become educated about what's an appropriate way to rear one's child. Um, but what I know is that, you know, physical discipline crosses racial lines, it crosses economic lines, yet the only parents that I represent in Bronx Family Court, across whatever the allegations are, and certainly including physical discipline, are African-American Latino. All right, there it is. Well, thank Miriam Mendenhall. Thank, but also, does that re- reflect the population of the Bronx, which is predominantly <coughs> Latino? Very common misconception. There are a lot of large white communities in the Bronx. All right, there you go. Thank you. I had to ask you that question. <laughs> Miriam Mendenhall, thank you so much for being with us, supervising family defense attorney with the Bronx Defenders. Jared Gamble, let me come to your issue that you raised during the break. Yes. You think there's a racial element in all this? Well, <clears throat> you heard what she just said. Yes, I did. And my dad always tells me, he said, be very careful. With that take, before you go on the show, like my father, he's he's my line when I, you know, when I need some advice before I do something, he's like, be very careful with the racial issue because they still did what they're being accused of, of doing, and this is what I say. Okay, but maybe more in the media coverage in yeah, terms of the, how it's being treated in the media. Yes, the media is only these issues are only happening or they're only being highlighted by black players, like you said. But remember, like you said, you told me the black yeah, players are seventy percent of the 70% NFL. Seventy percent of the league. So chances are, whoever's getting in trouble, exactly. It's going to mostly be... In most of the pro sports, NBA, NFL, not baseball, but, you know, that, that's I mean, I think gonna, we want to be careful. I agree with you. the case. I think you know? we want to be careful with... But, it, to me, as a, as a black man, I still have to say it bothers me a little bit when a Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he's... Who's uh, white. He's, who's white. Who was the big... What was he with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. 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 Super, Super Bowl, Bowl like Super Bowl champion. Steeler Nation. Sexual assault situation in college. Right. Had one after his Super Bowl. And then if you remember, the third one was involved an underage girl in the bathroom of a club. Right. These were issues that were kind of swept under the rug. And they came at times where there's not this firestorm. Like, I'm, I have this thing I'm looking at. But do you think if that happened now, like the underage girl in the club thing, that would have been big Different right story. now? Well, if it happened today, Sure. But would, would would people be as outraged as they are at Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson? I don't know, because why? Like you said, the NFL is 70% black. That's the face they relate to. People are calling this the NFL's work, worst week ever, right. right? But I was reading 538's Benjamin Morris. He tallied up incidents in USA Today's NFL arrest database to discern crime rates among the NFL players. He found that between 25 to 29-year-olds, the rate of domestic violence in the NFL is 55.4% that of the general population. Meaning it's half, half of what it is in the general, general population. population. It's, it's, I'm just it's more you. than doubles what happens in the NFL. And especially, they say, with police and law enforcement, it's double the rate at a double... Four, four times higher, actually, in the law enforcement community than in the NFL. Well, we've seen a lot of these cases. Yeah, I just feel like it's a bad light being shed on the NFL. And I think the, the commissioner really has a no-win situation because people are asking him to legislate or take a big role in domestic violence, violence issues. But, but it's a sport. Why don't, they just do, why don't they just do what most employers do, which is if you're arrested for anything that's you know a, like a felony, you catch a felony charge, you're suspended 
with pay until the thing is 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 done and then one, once the you know the case is adjudicated if you're not guilty you you have you're entitled to have your job back. Well that's a big misconception people have though the, the NFL is not the, pro sports is not a regular job there's different rules, and it's a different culture in pro sports. Well, then they, are you saying NFL. they have more of a responsibility because they're such role models and such heroes? I mean, Adrian Peterson is... Yes, they do. You know, like you said, the purple... They often take the role in situations like this. The NFL has a great opportunity to bring light to domestic violence, but it's also a $15 billion industry yep. that has to be concerned with a lot of other things than making sure see, players but, but don't it, hit their kids and their wives. I know, know, but then it also, then we go into this whole thing of when we're, we, which we, when we talk about hip hop too, it's like how much responsibility do public figures have right. to impact the social policy? It's basically like you're in a business, you're in a certain career, there's courts for that, there's psychologists mm-hmm. for that there's there's universities for that there's there's hospitals for that is that really the responsibility of somebody uh, whose job is to freaking catch the ball and I, run I with just it think what about what kenyatta all right let me tell you this you have to ex- appreciate the fact that the nfl players are like any other sports um entertainment folk they're targeted you have to recognize that. Well, you're under a big spotlight, period. All the time. And the reason why people uh, in my side of the world, we say, you know what? You should not treat NFL players any different, but you also have to recognize that a court case like this may take two years. The, uh, the Ray Rice okay. case may take two years. So and then his career, his career times out. So from that point, you lose your endorsements. You lose, you lost your job, or you're on suspension with or without pay. Um, you 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 have the opportunity to be the MVP of the year or the rookie of the year. You can never be a rookie of the year after your second year. So what happens then? Uh, someone like Adrian Peterson, who was uh, supposed to break some type of record, and now he loses two years of his career because, and I'm not going to say because of this situation, but because he's targeted by someone. I, you know, the Adrian Peterson situation. It's a little different because. He walked into a lawyer's office and they told him, all right, we're going to give a statement on your behalf. We're going to let you give a statement. You walk into my office at Hunt Hamlin Ridley, you're not going to give a statement. What would you have told him to do like that, This to have this play out differently? What would you have had him to do? He was in the grand jury for three hours, they said. If you want my opinion. Talk, talk, talk. All bad, on the record. Bad decision. You know why? Because you can never take that back. And you know what? Well, Adrian Peterson may have felt that it was the right thing to do. You know what? It's Because it, he felt like he was doing nothing wrong. Let me just go in and tell him. And you know what? Sometimes you're good at doing the wrong thing. Yes. So so if he had, let, let me just take this, let, let's just do a quick what if. So if he, if he had come to you, Kenyatta Stewart, and he said, okay, listen, this is what happened. These are, these are the pictures. The, you know, the mother took the kid to the doctor. The doctor's like, what the heck is all this? The doctors are required, I think, when they see that to report. To, to report yeah. it automatically, it. Mm-hmm. it triggers it triggers an investigation. It happened in Texas. The Texas authorities are now involved. They're convening a grand jury, and then and then what happens? He gets a lawyer and says, "I'm not talking." And then from that point, I take up my computer. I print out the law that says that this is against <laughs> what the elements are. And one of the elements is they have to prove that 
first, he's the person that did it. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I want Agent Peterson to lie, but you never know what happened to this child, and he walked into this situation and and appreciate this. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Because that's the first thing you, that's the first doubt you you shed, right? As a criminal defense like, hey, I didn't do it. Right. That's why you don't give those statements. My job (laughs) is. That's why you hire Kenyatta. My job is to protect my client. Don't get me wrong. Right. The family court's job is to. So he goes in, so he gets a. He hires you as a lawyer, and you say, "Listen, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth Stay shut. off freaking Twitter. Stay off. You know, don't be talking about you this. Can never take it. Back. When they shove the microphone in your face after practice, you don't say anything. You send anything. them to Kenyatta. You send them, send them to them me. To Kenyatta and, say, you, and you basically say, "Okay, okay, Mr. Prosecutor, before you convene the grand jury, what evidence do you have that he did it? This child does not right. live with him full time. He's with the mother, who could have other." Men in the situation and or from, other and, and, adults. And from what I understand, the pictures that we see are eight days old. See, people don't recognize that, that the, the, the scars could have been worse. I'm assuming they were worse. But on the other hand, who'd say that the child walking into the situation was with Adrian Peterson when it happened? Now, granted, he's already said, yeah, I did it. Big mistake. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest with you. You have to recognize. No, you're that keeping it hundred. I like it. When, when you when you walk into my office, I have to recognize that there's millions of dollars in endorsements you're going to lose, millions of dollars in contracts you're going to lose. And if I think that it's probably more important for you to keep your mouth shut for the next 30, 40, 50 days, and there's a possibility that you can keep your endorsements, and maybe we can work out a pre-trial intervention program where you don't have to say a word. Well, guess what happens? You're in the same situation that Ray Rice is in, and you didn't say anything. Think. Ray Rice. You're right because they put him in there that pre intervention, and then he wouldn't even have a record and no charge on the record. There you go. It's a suspended sentence. So he got bad legal advice, is what you're saying. Should have called Kenyatta. Lisa, <laughs> Lisa. I, that's going to be next ne- next week. Let me just throw this out. Ne- next Sunday. Th- that's that's huge because I never heard anyone say that about this whole case. But That'd be true. Next next yeah. Sunday we're going to be talking about what to do when you're getting arrested. And Kenyatta is saying something here like basically don't talk. Period. But um, that's going to be one of the first rules. But we're going to be talking about that. If you have an issue, if you're a criminal defense attorney, if you've been through the system and maybe one time you talked and another time you didn't, and you want to tell us about it, hit up my producer Tone Capone. Tone the number four real at gmail. Com, tone the number four real at gmail.com jr yeah i just had a question for dr connor mm-hmm. um with the so do you think that the nfl is doing the right thing roger goodell i know are you a football fan i am okay good so do you think he's doing the right thing by starting this um committee to look at behavior and including women who who might not have any um, interest in football or understand football to be voices in this process because you're, you're also labeling this domestic violence issue as an issue of man against woman. But I can tell you how uh, there was an NFL quarterback um, running back named Fred Lane um, about in the 90s who was killed by his wife. Mm. You know, this, this these incidents occur on both sides. Okay, JR, you know what? I would love to get into that, but okay. we're coming up on our okay. towards the end. And that's like the domestic violence thing, which is a, a, a huge issue. And I think also, you were, you're, to your point about the NFL being a business, right, also, the they have a huge female fan base yes. now. That's mm-hmm. the fastest growing. And for merchandising, you know, we women buy a whole lot more mm-hmm. stuff than you guys do. And it's just, a, they're like the, the merchandise. <laughs> for yourself right, right. exactly the merchandising <laughs> thing is crazy so um Will but i want to i want to mm-hmm. talk with that i want to talk about that issue at, at another time okay no problem tj's give me the uh watch the clock 
you give me that <laughs> he's looking at me sideways with that watch but, the but, clock but if look. I could just say one thing what about, really what, quickly what, yeah what what really works could well, you please clarify that Dr. So, so how a parent responds to misbehavior is probably less effective or has less influence than what they do on the other side of that and the other side of responding to misbehavior is promoting positive parenting that's also promoting optimal child development so psychologically we recommend that parents nurture their children let their children know that they love them um, have a conversation with regard to reasoning that's non-punitive as Lisa said earlier explaining to a child how come this behavior is inappropriate what's more effective <coughs> this is what is going to happen right now if I have to tell you again then it escalates particularly maybe that's to uh, being in the corner having privileges removed maybe uh, a spanking so it's clinically we, we don't believe that uh, spanking within of itself is ineffective so they have to work a little harder the parents so they, they, do. they have to work a yeah. little okay, harder okay but let me keep let me keep it really real you just come There's home from you, ju- you just come home from work the kids are going crazy it's like, how do oh. you do the time? You, right. you stop everything. Well, listen, this is something just... cooking well, on the well, that's, that's I'm just saying. Well, you're tired. The, the, the brother and the, the brother and the sister are the brother and the sister are fighting like we no, were always as, as fighting. A, as a parent, I think that that's that that comes down to to restraint. That, right. that that comes down to restraint, and yeah, they're, they're, that's that's there's a line there. There's not like it's a gray area with that. You, you just know. shut everything you don't come down. In the house okay, everyone, yeah, you you, well, you know, we're not talking about extreme. Well, there's a couple things. <laughs> you don't that, come home just whipping. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> like well, there's a couple things that, that are important. Is that parental stress actually has a significant <laughs> effect on abuse? So parental stress it contributes Every significantly. Parent is, like, I, I don't know. Parents that isn't okay, stressed at some point. Let's break it down a little bit further. So parental stress, and with AP, we got to look at the fact that he has complicated grief. He's got unresolved. He's got complicated family issues, issues too. right? So oh, his father question. was in prison, right? So his he grew up. Was just killed. His child was just killed. Couple and, different and mothers so, to deal with, right? And yeah. I'm not Couple sure. He needs children. a psych evaluation. He I'm probably suggesting. needed one. Yeah. In more After than that evaluation, first incident when his two-year-old got killed. Yeah. Requirement. Yeah. I'm still tripping that he should have kept his mouth shut. And he he should. <laughs> and, and you know what? Believe it or not, there's a strong chance that Adrian Peterson would not go to jail. If he didn't say, if he didn't admit he didn't to it oh, right off the bat, is right now, today, there's a strong chance that he probably will not go to jail. You got to recognize that this charge is equivalent to what we call a fourth degree charge or, or a class E felony, okay. like a slap on the wrist. Well, not a slap on the wrist. He can face up to it's two still years. A felony. It's still a felony. Right. Yeah, he still face up to two years. A in Texas prison. prison too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. but that's but, rough. They put, they'll put that, AP in a country club. He'll be all right. Oh, okay. But but there's a chance right, that uh, he's going <laughs> to probably plead guilty. Uh, be put on a program, some type of PTI or some type of probation, have parenting classes, anger management, and things of that nature. Uh, I'll suggest grief counseling. Well, something of that nature. And he's going to have to pay fines, which isn't going to be a big deal to Adrian Peterson. But more importantly, he's still going to have a chance to work things out to be with his child later on in life. All right. That's got to be the last word. We're out of time. I want to thank our, our guests, this amazing panel today, for um, all your time and your input and great ideas and comments. Kenyatta Stewart, criminal defense attorney. Dr. Latoya Connor, cr- uh, clinical forensic psychologist. Corey, the dad in, this, in the room here with the two kids. Thank you very much for being with us. We right. appreciate it. J.R. Gamble, sports commentator and writer for the ShadowLeague.com. I want to thank you so much My for, honor, Lisa. for being with us. We really appreciate it. And also, uh, Marianne Mendenhall, supervising family defense attorney with the Bronx Defenders. Tony Anderson, sports writer for BK Nation. And I, I got to give a super special shout out. Shishi has to give a very big shout out to Little Champ who is listening right now on the radio. I love you, babe. 
and yeah. I know you're I know you're going to kill it on the field. Um, anyway, so this episode of Street Soldiers was brought to you by Metro Plus Health Plan. Are you a small business owner? Register on hot97.com slash Metro Plus for your chance to win free advertising. Got to give a couple other shout outs to Seth from Hype Feed in Washington Heights, giving out school supplies to the kids yesterday. Once again, the one and only Rachel Nordlinger, who is here helping us with the show. Big supporter of Street Soldiers. We appreciate it. And also want to let you know, this week, the U.N. General Assembly comes to town. There's a big protest happening today in uh, Midtown, and that means the uh, leaders from all over the world are coming in. We're on a higher terror alert than usual. So what that means for you is traffic jams. It also means if you're in the subway, be prepared with your ID, and also there will be a lot more bag checks that you're going to be seeing. Police officers stepping onto the subway cars and out. They gave us a preview of what they're doing, and uh, I know there's a lot of issues we discuss with the police here, but it's also, we appreciate the officers that are doing their job to keep us safe and to protect us and uh, to keep anything bad from happening in the city. So next Sunday, getting oh, and I got a shout out, very special Street Soldiers listener, um, one of my co-workers cameraman Kenny Sutton, fighting the battle. Kenny, I know you're going to win that one in Patterson, get well soon and uh, just, you know, next Sunday, getting arrested, what it's like. You got a story you want to get on? Hit up my producer Tone Capone, that's Tone, the number four real, at gmail.com tone the number four real at gmail.com thanks everybody here at hot 97 our program director jay dixon digital director jeffrey thacker our board op, board op and digital assistant tj the one and only dom perignon the creative director executive producer tone capone and our associate producers amber ravenel rose d and rafaela rivera follow me on twitter at lisa evers instagram lisa evers live and if you just tuned in, if you're just tuning in right now, or you want to hear this show or previous Street Soldiers episodes, because you know our guests always give us a lot of great information, you can you can listen to them free on the show audio at lisaevers.com. You can also see my Fox 5 videos. Check me out on Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10 to be a part of the show in any way or reach me. Hit up Tone, Tone, the number four real at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. At Boar's Head, we recognize the importance 